catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor in the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Also subscribe to the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Lots of Miami Heat videos going up there every single day as well as Dolphins and Hurricanes content. And you can find that content without a paywall as well on FiveReasonsSports.com. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes a new one that's Mobile C-Arm and Staffing Services. Mobile C-Arm and Staffing Services. You can find them at C, that's the letter c dash armandstaffing.com. What do they do? They offer C-Arm equipment. They rent out the equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. They also offer cadaver lab courses where the medical device companies set up a lab to showcase their products to surgeons who may not have used them before. So they service office-based procedures, pain management offices, chiropractic offices, and cadaver courses. Check them out again at the website. It's c-armandstaffing.com c-armandstaffing.com armandstaffing.com. Reach out to Nelson and his crew at 561-891-9620. 561-891-9620. If this isn't something you do, if you know somebody who does, reach out to them too. Support our local sponsors. They're all big Miami Heat fans. And now, today's episode from the YouTube channel, Greg Sylvander and the crew, Brian Fonseca and others, with an episode of Floors Yours. Down to yeah, uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to a special edition of Floors Yours on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. This is coming at you out of nowhere. I know this is on, on short notice, but we are excited to bring you some Miami Heat basketball content as training camp got underway in the Bahamas. So this is Floors Yours Live. Uh, I have a host of panelists with me, including Brian Fonseca. I'm not going to tell you where to find them. They're going to tell you all that later. Uh, Sean Rochester, the coach, as some call him. And then we have on the ones and twos, Alejandro Villegas. So uh, this is the crew tonight. We are going to get into some of the topics swirling around the Miami Heat uh, as it relates to starting training camp. There's already been a few talking points that I think we can dive into. But before we do, want to lead off by telling you uh, who this program is sponsored by, and that's Water Cleanup of Florida. No, no sneaky transitions here, guys. I'm leading with the chin because I think right now is a perfect opportunity to keep this in mind. Uh, if you have a water leak or you can't find where it's coming from, if you're about to have a water leak and you're going to need to figure out where it's coming from, if you're dealing with water or mold damage three or four months from now, if anything bad were to happen in your neighborhood, 
Call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With these storms brewing, this is the kind of stuff you want to keep track of. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team are prepared to handle all types of detection issues, disasters, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They're located... um, a little outside of Miami, but the service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County, so they are fully insured, licensed, one-stop shop. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, this is Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com, 954-579-0356. Call Michael. That's his personal cell. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. All right. Shout out to them. Training camp kicked off. I definitely have a little bit of, um, I guess we're going to say FOMO because I wish I was there. And I see Ethan in photographs at media day. And now I see that uh, Timothy Bain and him are doing videos outside. Um, As we go to each of you, just to kind of kick this off, um, please introduce yourselves, do a better job of it than I did. Uh, Initial reactions to what you've heard from media day and training camp day one, Brian, go. I mean, Sean's going to lend voice to this too, but some of it is like, or a lot of it is much to do about nothing. I feel like, um, I do think there's like, you know, things that if you want to nitpick the vibes or whatever the case may be, like you can find things to worry about. I'm, it's just too early for this shit. Okay, it's late September. We're not even in October yet. I'm just at the point where it's like, all right, I want to see how things look on the court. We'll see what happens. Like, you know, Ethan and Timmy are out in the Bahamas. They're going to gather some intel. We'll learn a lot more over the next few days to see where things stand. But I think ultimately I wouldn't freak out about everything. Then again, I don't have the same emotional attachment as a lot of people do uh, watching this right now. Uh, So they're, you know, they're like, yo, I don't know, like, Kyle said this or whatever the case may be. I think the Kyle Lowry thing is interesting, but I also think part of it is just like, to me, it sounded like, yo, I'm 36. I'm a grown man. Like, I don't want people like just telling me what to do. Uh, I'm a champion. I'm probably a future Hall of Famer, et cetera, et cetera, which I understand. Uh, And then we were talking earlier about, you know, some people were saying, hey, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the whole team, like, they might not be on the same page because all these players want to be all-stars. And it's like everybody wants to be an all-star, bro. It's the National Basketball Association. Everybody wants to be an all-star. Everybody wants more stats. Everybody wants to put up more shots. Now, ultimately, they want to – well, not everybody wants to win, honestly. Uh, I was going to say, ultimately, they want to win. Not everybody does. And this is where you try to get everybody on the same page and get off to a good start. I do think getting off to a good start is very important for this team for reasons we could get into later. But – I'm not wilding out about anything yet. So so this is where Sean and I, I think disagree a little bit. And this is perfect because we don't need to all be um, spouting out the same exact opinions. I didn't like the way Kyle Lowry approached his uh, line of questioning as it related to Pat Riley's um, call outs. Not because I think he should. And I think there's this common misconception when I said I really don't like this energy. Like everybody's like, oh, here, here Greg goes defending the organization against those players that, you know, like that's not where I'm coming from. It's not necessarily um, 
that he doesn't want to concede that Riley is right or that that was the thing that motivated him to do it. That's not what I'm looking for. I just feel it's a little cold and a little detached to be like, oh, I heard about it from somebody else. Like that's where I feel like it it, it kind of swings just a little bit over the edge to me and makes it feel like um, those aren't two people that are necessarily communicating effectively. If they're having to hear things through back channels to find out what each other are saying, that means that effective communication is not taking place. And to me, that's a sign of something that I don't particularly like. And so like, that's where I stood on the issue. Sean, I know you think I'm overreacting. I do not mean to panic, but talk me off any ledge if I am on one. I just want to first make sure that uh, Raptors Twitter, have they, are they still after your head, Greg? Are you past that? Uh, yeah, they came after me a little bit, but I I, I don't think that it was a – I'll survive. Let, we'll just say yeah. that. It's like a little preseason, getting you warmed up for when, you know, the real season comes. I like that. You know, I agree with you in some points, and I know you brought this up on the show today uh, on Five on the Floor about it compares a lot to Timmy, you know, back in the late 90s and how he didn't always see eye to eye. It's not often that you see Heat players – go back at maybe what Riley says. And that's what I think is why this stands out because usually people just kind of nod their head. They agree with Pat. They go in line. And this is kind of the first time. And it really was that only that quote where he said, I didn't hear it or I didn't pay attention to it or somebody else told me about it. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't believe that at all. I, I just, that doesn't. And so then he kind of like brought it back and was like, I don't need someone to tell me. And I think that's what Brian was saying. I think I agree with that. He's 36 years old. He knows his professional obligation is to come back in the best shape. Everyone on the team knows that. So I kind of understand where he was going there. But the beginning part of it is what I also don't like. So I'm in line with you there. I'm not panicking too much, really. I just think it's media day. You know, I think everyone's taking quotes. You know, if if Bam says he wants 18 shots, maybe now he's selfish. He wants too many shots. Tyler doesn't want to start. Maybe he lost his confidence. Like, everybody's just so up and down with all these quotes. So – I think it's just it's day two. Let's let's take a deep breath. Uh, in between those deep breaths, we were joined by Timothy Bain, um, who uh, is here with us now and got some um, plenty of uh, of FaceTime with a lot of uh, of the players on the team. I know that he was definitely there uh, in the mix with Ethan today. I would love to just hear your general thoughts. They are likely going to be more informed than any of us are going to say right now because you are much closer uh, to the pulse. I'm interested. You know how I am. People are going to say this is such a vague question to ask. I'm interested, like, what was the vibe like in the room, the competitiveness, uh, how, how were guys responding as you saw them? Uh, kind of approaching the process today. I'm just interested in all that kind of stuff that maybe fans wouldn't get a glimpse of in uh, just the little clips the social teams give us. Right. So, you know, it was a close practice that I listened about the last hour. Um, when we got in, Caleb Caleb was doing, uh, he was shooting around Haslam. Haslam made like five threes from like the top of the wing. And I said, sniper. He was like, something like that. Um, um, out of everyone there, Caleb took the most shots. Like, I don't know if Caleb really wants this role, but um, I did all of my, so I, we walked in, Caleb was shooting. I spent an hour in there and Caleb was still shooting. So that's why we didn't talk to Caleb. Caleb did really put up shots for the entire hour. On top of the two hours, he was already there. So Caleb, and it was, it was not just jumpers. It was mid range. It was some off the glass shots. So Caleb was really working on this jumper. Um, before Hasm started to like talk to everyone, Hasm just doing his usual baseline jumpers, shooting some threes. 
Um, when, when we walked in, we, le we learned that Gabe didn't really practice no Jovic. Spoke to Jovic and he said it's not really limited. They're just really um, protecting him. And like, there's no bigger bomb fan on the internet than Jovic. Like I asked, everything, everything I asked him about, it came back to, I want to learn from Bam and I played Bam, me and Bam. And, and he also called Bam a power forward as well. Wow. Yeah, um, he, he, he said he played the same position and Bam was a power forward. Un, unpro, unprovoked, unprompted. Because I, I actually asked him about them two playing in, in tandem being the future front court. And he said, well, I don't know, we played the same position, so I don't know. So that's, that's interesting to hear his, his point of view. Uh, I got to see days and some of the, you know, the exhibit 10 guys just doing workout and stretches. Um, Ethan, I didn't get to talk to, um, to Duncan because I was talking to Quinny when Ethan spoke to Duncan. But um, as we saw, Duncan said he's he feels healthier between the airs. Like he, he cleared a lot of the clutter and he he feels better. He watched the tape and he just did that like the guy he saw last year. So you so listen to it. You know, those those people are human. They see what you say, you know, like it can affect your, your day to day. Um, has some name dubbed this his last ride, not his last dance, his last ride. I like um, that. And he, he made the joke about these guys don't want to play the four. He said, I just want to play. Like, I'll play the four. <laughs> then, if, if, you know, if no one wants to play the four, uh, the admin was doing some workout, but everyone just was like, it was really cool. Um, um, Yurt and Depot were putting up shots on the next room. And even though the, the video I, sh I, I um, showed, they only dropped like one shot each. Um, Yurt, I only saw Yurt shooting trees today. Like that was his focus today. And then Deepa was just very um, pensive, and he said something very um, deep to me. He said he has no goals this year. It might sound stupid, but he has no goals because the last four years he had goals, and we know how his last four years turned out. Um, so right now he literally wants to wake up, go to training camp day one, day two. His goal is to literally just go to practice leave healthy so yeah he says um because like um me and i was asking about like you know do you want to fill in the gap do you want to win six money do you want to start he said, i don't have any goals i just want to play basketball you know and i thought that was very deep you know he could have come up there and say you know um you know he, this man was an all nba all star i could have said that i could fill in the gaps because I, I asked him about a 40 point game and being back he said you know i'm back but i'm not putting myself out there to the fact where i'm i'm dreaming about this thing i'm literally coming out Today is day one. Let me be good at day one. Tomorrow is day two. I'll be good at that. Uh, and and the thing that I wanted to put is uh, Larry was not there when we got there. So he did get out the room as soon as it opened up to us. As soon as they left the media and Larry got there. So I don't know what Brady and, and those did to him yesterday at media day, but he, he was out of there. That's interesting to hear. But truthfully, all that that you just rattled off, that is like exclusive stuff you are not getting anywhere else. Super dope perspective. I love hearing all about who was there, who was not, how they were approaching what. Sean, what is your initial perspective as you hear Timmy rattle off all of that information? We could probably do like a two-hour show off of all the stuff he just rattled off. But, but what was your major takeaway from what you heard from Timmy just now? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, like the access, having, you know, the ability to walk around the gym and see things that you're not going to see in those clips, hear things that you're not going to see in those clips. Um, it's it's I have I have notifications on for Timmy right now. It's not Woj bombs, it's Timmy bombs all day. I was getting them. I'm retweeting everything. And it's it's cool to see what those guys, you know, Timmy and Ethan are doing out there. The thing that stands out to me is is this continued mention of Bam being a four. It happened with the Yurt interview that was on the feed. And now you're saying Jovic said it. I mean, maybe there is a shift coming, I, and that's gonna 
there's going to be a small segment of heat Twitter that is going to have pots and pans going down. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. Finally. I don't know if we're ready for that, man. Doesn't one of them have well, to shoot though? Like, can we face the reality well, the, that one of them has to shoot? Here's the thing though. Like, Having watched him at Georgetown as much as I did, and North Carolina State, like, Omer can shoot. He hasn't shot a ton of threes or whatever the case may be, and I wouldn't call him, like, a knockdown shooter, whatever the case may be, but I was telling Timmy this when they signed him because I was high on him coming out of college, as was Patrick Ewing, his coach. He can shoot. So I think that if he can and if he's willing to, and like Timmy said, he was out there for an hour, like – I think that he's preparing for that. The the three things that Timmy said, there was a lot of interesting stuff there. And now Timmy leaves, he'll probably be back. But uh, there you go. So the interesting things for me was Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin uh, being out there shooting threes for an hour made me think, okay, maybe he wants to be the four. And then Omer Yurtsevin, it's like, all right, maybe Omer wants Bam to be the four so that he could be the five. And then the Kyle Lowry thing. Um, just like <laughs> the Kyle Lowry thing is interesting because of what Greg and Sean were just talking about in terms of like how serious is his comments, whatever. Is it just, yo, I'm a grown man, like get off my dick. Or is it like, he's not really with the program. And I think I'm not going to make much of look this day two again, him leaving before media, whatever the case may be. But for me, I think that just says, like, maybe he, again, I'm a grown man. I don't feel like answering questions right now. It could be that simple. Or, or, uh, insurance by Lynette commented earlier, uh, Lowry has never demonstrated that he was happy in Miami. Um, I'm not going to say, like, this is the case from my vantage point. Greg, you would know better than me. But... I mean, it, they're, they're, it wasn't like Jimmy arriving in Miami. Let's just say that. Yeah, it, it, like it, it feels like it feels like it may be something we look back on a few years from now and be like, mm, didn't really work like we thought it could have. At worst case scenario, I don't think that's going to be the case as of today. But I'm saying like it has the potential to be that if he doesn't have like the season you want. Ultimately, I'm not going to make too much about it, but. The Kyle Lowry thing, I think, is probably the biggest thing to monitor so far. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Yeah, I, um, I, it's funny because Timmy ended with that, but I didn't want to like transition to that because it's negative and we've already touched on it. 
there's another thing brewing. And if I'm going too quickly, please stop me and, and, and we can figure out another point to stop. But I feel like there's, there's these two and, and, and Cooper Moorhead shout out to him. Cause everything he writes for NBA.com heat.com is super dope. In my opinion, it's like one of my top reads uh, wrote an, uh, an article about that. There's basically three spots solidified. And then you got battles for the other two. And the more that I start to conceptualize how that's going to go and, and the fact that the two guard battle is, it, it appears to be a real battle. Like it, it's not just this like talked about thing where Depot like kind of has a chance. Like it feels like they're actually going to let them figure that out on the court. And that's, I think, good for this team to be competitive, to start to gear up and think in that mentality um, because it makes it more fresh, right? Like you, there's no guarantee everything's going to be cut and dry like it was the year prior. And then at the four, we're talking about Omer and Bam. I don't think it's going to go in that direction to start the season. I think that Caleb is probably aiming for that spot. But then don't be surprised if all of a sudden you get placeholder Haywood Highsmith minutes, like that's like not a, a far fetched thing that could start. Kendrick Nunn 2019. Exactly. Happened. Exactly. So like, I think those are probably two of the more, the less dramatic and more basketball focused things that we should really hone in on that's happening here in Miami heat camp. And I want to start with the more fun one. And that is what's happening at two guard. So um, was well, asked about this and his, his, his response was, well, Jimmy and I are the slashes of the team. So Jimmy and I are the slashes of the team. So we, I, we, we trust Spo to put the right guys around us. So it's interesting to know that that Bam knows him and Jimmy's job is not to shoot. They're not the shooters. Their job is to get to the rim, draw fouls, collapse the defense, get get two men on them. Um, and there's so many you know computations. You could have Depot and the shoes. You could have the return of Duncan. Like um, we was talking, we was talking there like. Take his contract out. Take his contract out. Take it. Take Lassie out. If he makes forty percent from three, that's a great guy to have on your team. He, he can't guard this man, but Sean, you know, he can't Sean. guard this man. <laughs> and, if, and, and, and if you're going to trade him, you have to showcase him. In correct, <laughs> you have to. You just have to. Correct. That's where I'm at. But Sean will tell you all the other great basketball reasons why Duncan Robinson should be on the court. Go right ahead. <laughs> Gravity, gravity. No, I mean, he makes a good point. Like, I, I know he's not going to start at the four. I know we all make the jokes about that. That's, you know, that's our buddy Elf's thing right now. But, like, he has a role. If he just makes shots, you're, you're going to live with the other deficiencies. You know that. You know, you know, basically everyone on our team has some sort of deficiency. Nobody's perfect. So he just has to put the ball in the basket. He has to be confident. Timmy talked about, you know, the comments he made about being right between the ears. And then, you know, you go with it. And if, if it fits, great. If not, you're showcasing him to trade him. If you have so much depth that you can move him for a smaller piece. I know they were talking, uh, I was listening to um, Woj or someone talk today about the Jay Crowder Phoenix situation and low, how they're was, having a hard time about trading him because they don't want to just trade him for nothing. They're a contending team. Every contending team wants Jay Crowder. I feel like dunking is kind of the same way. Like you just can't trade him for nothing and take a, a zero. And I know some people will say, well, he is a zero, but let's be nice here for a second. Like you got to get something back that can help because you, if you don't like the, what are you replacing his minutes with if he's going to get minutes? So it, it's going to be interesting to see how all these little battles play out, not just for the starting spots, but also for your rotation spots off the bench. 
Yeah, no, and also Duncan's contract, you need to revive some of that value because if he's shooting 41.7% from three and all of a sudden his $17 million becomes a, a much more attractive connective tissue in a deal, in a larger deal, when you got expirings like Deadman and stuff like that. So I think that they have to find a way to get him on the court. That's why I thought that they're going to play 10 deep. Um, but for right now, I really think um, – if I had to lean and, and you guys, I'm going to give you guys a couple things. One, Brian, um, who wins the starting two guard spot, spot uh, Tyler Hero or Victor Oladipo? Tyler Hero. And I think it's, I, I still think it's going to be Lowry, Hero, Struess, Jimmy Bam. As uh-huh. So you think Struess with the acreage, that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think, what, uh, what I'm leaning that way too, kind of. Yeah. I, I think it, 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 to Timmy's point, if Jimmy and Bam are the slashers of the team, I feel like that's the lineup that makes the most sense. Lowry, Struess, and Hero around them. Positionless basketball, whatever. I also think of them saying everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of people saying Bam is a four, Bam is a four. It's uh, interesting. I don't know if they're trying, I don't think they're trying to diss him, but it's just, I just find it interesting. Yeah, they said he'd be the best four in the league if he wanted to, you know. But before, uh-huh. I, before I go, one thing um, so I asked Bam about, um, OG retiring and Bam now being the, the fly carrier of the culture. And he said, Hasn't really taught him how to break out of his shell and lead with his voice instead of his play. He said, Bam said his whole life he just he was always a leader, but he led with his play. And Hasn't kind of like basically cracked open that egg and said, No, you have to lead with your voice as well. So, you know, Bam is getting ready to be the, the UD of the future once, once he, he retires after this last ride. So just interesting to see, you know, Bam. Because the last time the Heat were here was 2016. Do you know what happened in 2016? The last time he went to Miami Heat training camp? Wade had just left. Well, I said, I just signed a max contract. Oh, my gosh. That was what happened the last time the Miami Heat were here. And look how how quickly we have we have recovered from that in the next draft. Bam. You know, so, you know, things change so quickly. Say, Bam, you're, you're going to be the guy now. You're the guy. Because Bomb is here longer than Jimmy. Like, Bomb is the, the – That's true. He's like now he's going to be the the true dude with the most tenure on the roster. So, like, correct, it, that, correct. that is cool to hear him take the reign. I am expecting big things. I love that he put that 18-shot lofty goal out there. Uh, Timmy, if you got to go, drop off whenever you need to. I think that uh, we – I see a ton of people in the comments. That is super dope. Thank you for coming on an impromptu show out of nowhere. I know a lot of people are preparing for storms and such, and we do hope everybody stays safe out there. But let's rattle through some of these comments. Um, How do we feel about Oladipo waving off the can you be the sixth man of the year comment? Okay. We could use a comma in that sentence there, Ray Ray. But, Brian, how do you feel about him waving off that comment? I, I don't make too much of it. Um, he probably, I mean, look, for someone who's a former all-star, if you ask them, like, yo, how you feel about winning six man of the year, like, they might be like, ah, like, I ain't really no six man. Especially when you look at, like, who would be starting ahead of him. Not necessarily Tyler Hero. I'm looking at Max Struess. And if I'm Victor Oladipo looking at Max Struess starting ahead of me, respectfully, I'm going to be like, yo, come on. Like, I was an all-star twice. Twice. Most improved player. All NBA, all these things, Louisiana publications. Um, Somebody's so, got to be 48th in the country, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Victor Oladipo, like I, I don't think it's that. I think, I think here's the thing we have to remember in our analysis: these are grown ass men who are at the top one percent of what they do. 
who maybe you want them to fit these roles or whatever the case may be, they probably don't see themselves that way, right? Like they, they'll, they might have to because there's a level of sacrifice that goes into winning a championship. This organization knows that. But like, I don't think players being resistant to certain questions is a level of dissension. Roles have yet to be truly defined Agreed. because Eric Spolstra hasn't even been at training camp yet. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, let's hold on. The head coach is not even there. You know what I mean? So I think that we can we can all relax in terms of like the roles have yet to be defined. This is why you have training camp. This is why you have preseason. This is why you have a long season along with money. And then we'll see where, where things fall from there. I've kind of gotten to this interesting point where um, I was a little bummed going into this season. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, somebody will clip this and play it back for sure. But the more that I see the way that it appears as if they're going to really lean into this, you don't know who we're going to play together kind of situation, like that lends itself to creativity on Spolster's part in a way that I think is that usually is advantage us. So mm -hmm. I, I, I like the idea of some of just the weird stuff that we're hearing, these sound bites of bam at the four. Like even if that doesn't come to fruition, the fact that there's that kind of stuff floating around, it means that there's you know, he's in the lab and, and, and I like that, especially somebody asked um, about Bam and Yurt taking practice threes. I guess that was floating around the internet today. Um, Sean, who hits more, who attempts more threes and who hits more threes this season, Bam Adebayo or Omer Yurtsevin? Wow. I mean, obviously Bam's going to play more minutes, but I'm, I'm going to go with Omer. I don't think, I don't think Bam's shooting threes. I think Brian and I align on this. We talk about like working from the elbows, the nail, short corners. I That's agree. what I want to see first. And so if, if Omer is going to shoot threes, I think that's his opportunity to get on the floor. And he, he said in the interview that he's been attempting them all summer long. Um, you know, and to the point that was just made too, Haslam brought up that these guys, you know, they're elite athletes are working all summer on certain skill sets. And obviously they have an idea of what their role may be coming in. But he said – along the lines of like when you get into training camp, some of the stuff you worked on in the summer, you got to kind of put it in your back pocket and it's not going to come out right now because you have to play the role that you're supposed to play. So, you know, the competitiveness that Brian talked about, these guys like Oladipo, they're not going to just be like, yeah, cool. I'm the sixth man. No, like he wants to be a starter. He wants to be an all-star. Like everyone from top to bottom has to have that edge to make it in the NBA. If you don't have it, you're not going to survive. So just understand that these guys are competing while they're also teammates. And that's okay to have that edge as long as they fall in line when the games start. Definitely. I think it's super positive and healthy. I'm glad that mm -hmm. there's, it doesn't sound like there's griping about it. It seems like it's purely driven by competitiveness. Um, Brian, any closing thoughts here? I, I didn't see, and I may be missing any uh, comments that you catch, but, um, but jump, jump in here on, on any final thoughts and any other comments that came up. Yeah, I, I'm going to get to Ray's uh, comment in a second because that's a good one. We talked about this a couple of days ago, actually, in one of the chats. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with Sean. It's like you, people have to remember, like, these are grown-ass men who play in the NBA who, like, like at the end of the day, you're going to need to switch your role, whatever the case would be, to become a champion. Yes, but that time has not come yet because we have not even started the preseason, the preseason yet. So we're going to get to a point where roles will be more defined. Uh, I think it's going to get very experimental this year, which could be annoying for some fans and even some players where Eric Spolster's 
going to try out a lot of different, like a lot of different lineups. We're going to see four guard lineups. We're going to see two bigs. We're going to see a whole bunch of things. 10-man rotation, 11-man rotation some games. Like I think we're going to see a lot of different tinkering. The first 20 games is kind of what they're for. What you don't want is to go 11-9 and in those first 20 games. I think this team can't really afford a slow start because then the chemistry could get very wonky uh, because they're – I don't want to say there's like tension in the air necessarily, but coming off what they came off last year, I think guys are feeling the pressure to really cement themselves and – knowing that they didn't do a ton in the offseason, there's a lot of pressure there to sort of, you know, overcompensate and uh, be better. And on top of that, look, this organization is excellent at development. I'm sure that a lot of guys are going to take a step up, especially some of those younger guys. Like it happens every every single year uh, of this Jimmy build, if we want to call it that. Um, what was Ray's question again that we pulled up a second ago? Before it comes of- up, I got to sneak this in, Brian. Yeah. Cause you're, you're so right. Like, this does put an unprecedented level of pressure. And I don't mean to be pointing at nobody. Why the hell am I doing that? Um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to be more self-aware. But, like, because they made no additions, there is a level of internal improvement that they are banking on that it does, like, the pressure gets uh, revved up in a different kind of way. And that didn't really dawn on me until you said something. So shout out there. Let's go to Ray Ray's comment. And I'll stop pointing at people. Yeah, it was like and Ray says, am I missing something uh, with nobody wanting to play the four? I don't think it's that necessarily, but like I get the point. Um, what was the rest of it? The days of Tim Duncan style power forwards are almost long gone. Everybody's to me besides this point. That's why I'm not worried about people. They're all they're all fives. All of the Tim Duncan fours are now called fives, right? And all of the threes are fours. Uh, and all of the twos are ones now though, which is annoying. Like that, explain that to me, right? All the guards are bigger and all the bigs are smaller, but all all the power forwards in the league are really wings. And a lot of people play, or most teams play, if not five out, four out, one in. And it's a lot of Keldon Johnson, who's six, six, two twenty, maybe. And PJ Tucker, we just saw a six, five. Like there's a lot of power forwards, quote air quotes, power forwards in the league that are six foot six, six foot five, maybe six foot seven, somewhere between 210 and 230. And they average like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 points. Maybe they get five rebounds. Charles Barkley used to joke. Sounds like Max Struess. Yeah, Charles Barkley used to joke, what do you call a power forward that averages six rebounds a game? A small forward. That used to be a joke. (laughs) That's a real, like, this is what people, this is what guys are now. So if Jimmy's at the four, it's not going to be this big physically taxing thing because it's not like when Carmelo Anthony played the four for the first time in 2012, 2013, that David West was posting him up and other guys were like taking him down. low. No one's going to take Jimmy, but Jimmy Butler, no one's going to take Jimmy Butler down low like that, except for maybe Giannis. He's six, seven ish, two thirty, two thirty five, whatever he is. And if he started at the four, he'd be the third best four in the league after Giannis and KD. I think it's all about who you can guard offensively. It's positionless. It doesn't really matter. It depends on your system, but like to Brian's point, you know, Jimmy can guard multiple positions. I think that's where they see the value in Caleb Martin. He can guard multiple positions like Max Struess as limited as he is at some points, he's strong enough to guard multiple positions. Like that's the interesting thing. I think about this, this group is that you have guys that can guard multiple positions and you give that magic dispo to 
put in systems defensively, whether it's two, two, one, whether it's two, three, whether it's that like three, two, one, two, two type zone that they used in the bubble, he's going to figure something out. I just, the only thing that concerns me is not the four offensively. It's the four defensively guarding and rebounding those two things. If you can figure that out, you're fine. Yep. Those are the major questions. We shall see how they are answered. We're not going to go much longer because we're going to be pumping out content all week as training camp continues. Uh, Ethan and Timmy will have you covered from uh, from the Bahamas. Ethan will be back. We'll continue to pump out live shows. We got you covered here on the YouTube channel. Remember, guys, the post-game show, guys and gals, the post-game show is, is, is these faces you see here and the five-on-the-floor regulars. We are coming to you live after every heat. Home game, you shall see my face. Road games, you shall see Ethan's face. And you know what? We usually have a better home record than road record. So that's what's up for me. <laughs> um, but definitely want to um, – Call out our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida. Also, our daily fantasy uh, partner, Prize Picks. Use the code five to double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Uh, and Better Edge Social Betting, uh, super dope. Uh, reach out to the coach Sean Rochester at S Rochester NBA. You got Brian Fonseca at Brian Fonseca NY. Alejandro Viegas at Alejandro VG32 and Greg Sylvander. I don't really want you to find me, but you probably will. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. We got you covered the rest of this week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.